Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Oh boy, it's Monday, and happy Monday to everybody out there. Go Dodgers, just had to throw that in there real quick. I am really excited today about this show because my guest today is not only going to be my guest, but she's also my friend. And I would just like to to tell you that my guest today is registered nurse Mona Clayton. Welcome to the show, Mona. Hello, Marsha, and thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Me too, because we've done this before. So let me just tell the audience a little bit about you. So Mona is an author. She's an inspirational speaker. And she's the founder and CEO of the nursespub.org. And her focus is growing the nursing community by sharing her love for nursing and inspiring future nurses. She is also a mentor to many. And Mona and I met about three years ago at our Toastmasters Speakers by the Sea. Right, Mona? That's where we met. That is right. That is right, Marsha. That is totally correct. And what we're not going to worry about today, for those people that don't know anything about Toastmasters, is we're not going to be dinging ourselves and we're not going to be doing an evaluation after this. We're just going to have a conversation because, honestly, that is what my show is all about. Conversations plus connections, which you and I have, plus community. That's what we share, Mona, and that's why this is so exciting for both of us. And you know... I was looking at my calendar, and it's been almost a year to the date. It's just a couple weeks short of when you and Lori joined me on my show when we were in the studio a year ago. So this is a little bit different for us. We're not staring at each other, but but the enthusiasm is certainly there. And for those people that, that might have missed that that original show, I would love for you to just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself because you have a really interesting life. Well, thank you, Marcia. Uh, uh, first to start off, I was born in Los Angeles. I am a mm-hmm. byproduct of South Central Los Angeles, and I was groomed by a village of people, uh, my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, and a single mother. And they taught me the value of strong work ethics, and the value of getting an education, excuse me. Uh, I attended John C. Fremont High School, the home of the Pathfinders. And at that time, Marsha, I had no clue of any of my career goals at the time of my graduation. I don't remember my advisors being significant in my life. Uh, They didn't seem to push me for any higher education, but it was my mother who pushed me out of the house and she told me to go to pharmacy school in Stockton, California. I received a scholarship there to attend the school, but I really felt lost in terms of uh, finding the right career path. 
and I decided to try the pharmacy anyway. But it was about two years into my education there that I found that I lacked the discipline and good study habits uh, to have me continue on that road to becoming a pharmacist. I wasn't committed to education like I should have been, and so uh, I was shocked when I didn't pass my course. I failed out, and I ended up back in Los Angeles. So, excuse me, disappointed, I came back to L.A., and I decided to pursue a degree in computer science. And Then I tried journalism, then I tried business, Mm -hmm. then I tried massage therapy, And then finally, I decided to stick to one thing and finish the computer science curriculum. But there was something that was missing. It wasn't very intriguing. It wasn't very interesting for me. And I didn't, I still didn't know what I was supposed to do in life. I didn't know, I was still trying to find my destiny. And I just felt like it wasn't there yet. Uh, Years later, uh, I started working at King Drew Medical Center as a registration clerk. And at that time, uh, I don't know if you remember, it it was called Martin Luther King Hospital. Yes. Uh, It had Mm -hmm. this notorious reputation of being called Killer King and that the patients were dying. And what I noticed was that it was so untrue. There is where I found my destiny. Unknowingly, I witnessed Mm -hmm. the hands of these phenomenal nurses reviving patients, doing cardiac massage, all the trauma runs all the doctors and the nurses were just literally running the trauma bay. They were teaching, they were educating, they were compassionate, they were crying with patients. And I would would look at them and I would would say, wow, who are these people? I think this is what I want to do. And so I set my my sights on going back to school and I registered for uh, Los Angeles Southwest College. And I completed the prerequisites there that, you know, the anatomy, physiology, I had a few uh, humanities to complete. And uh, I enrolled and I was accepted into the the, uh, nursing program at Southwest College. From there on, I was a nurse for several years. And then I decided to go back and get my bachelor's degree uh, at University of Phoenix. Uh, And then in 2014, I graduated from Grand Canyon University with a master's in education. Wow. That's quite that's quite impressive, Mona. I mean, I I I've known I had forgotten about um that that earlier background about what you did um prior to going to nursing school and talk about somebody that had stick-to-itiveness. Um you must have obviously got some of that mentoring like you mentioned from your family. And I believe um, uh, you you sort of alluded to this, but is this is what inspired you most? What inspired you mostly to become a nurse? Was it that experience when you were working at the hospital that just made you say, "I know my destiny"? Is that what did it for you? Well, I have been fortunate to be inspired by so many people. And my inspiration started years ago, even before thinking about becoming a registered nurse. I would ride to school with a young lady named Lawana Simmons, who was a friend of my mom. And she was in the nursing program at that time. I didn't know anything about nursing. But because I didn't have a car, I had to ride with her to school and sit in the courses with her. 
And I watched LaWanna struggle, and I watched her pass, and I watched her become a nurse, and I watched her become a practitioner and a leader, and I, and I would always just, just watch her, and i think, wow, this is amazing. Then I had an uncle. His name is Danny. My uncle Danny is a dynamic speaker, and he inspired me to speak as well, to be bold and not give up. And then came my cousin Melody, who was in nursing school uh, doing her labor and delivery rotation at the time, and she helped to deliver my daughter. And Melody oh my was gosh, by that's far, right. yes, that yeah. really happened. She pushed her, the, my daughter's gurney, well, my gurney was the first gurney she pushed in her labor and delivery career, and she's been doing it for over 30 years. Oh, man. And Melody, I tell you, Melody was the most intelligent nurse that I've ever seen in my life. She knew everything, her passion for it, her joy for it. I just watched her, and I was like, wow, what is this about this nursing thing? And then came a great friend of mine. Her name is Kendra Bell. Kendra Bell worked in the ICU at King Drew Medical Center at the time that I was a registration clerk. And I would sneak up to the ICU during my lunch break, and I would watch Kendra perform mm-hmm. leech therapy on patients with cancer. She would literally save patients by putting the leeches in their ears, and she would show me the technology and show me the machines. And I would think, man, Kendra is so incredible. And then finally, my most significant source of inspiration is my daughter. Can I give her a shout out? Oh, please. Hi, Ebony. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Ebony. Hi, Ebony. And uh, her inspiration just made me want to become a better mother, a better provider. And I knew I had to work hard to just give us that type of living that we needed to have. And so those were my inspirations uh, during my course of becoming a registered nurse. What I like about your story, because everyone has them, Mona, we both know that, is that I wonder if I was to just take 10 people and say, what is your inspiration for what it is you do? I wonder if people would be able to be as eloquent as you just were and recognizing the pathway that got you to where you are because I think it's really that alone says a lot about you and appreciating how you got to where you are today. And maybe I would challenge all of you as you're listening, regardless of what it is you do, whether you're gainfully employed or perhaps you're retired, is what's inspired, who or, who or what experience has inspired you in your own life? Because certainly um, your story is inspirational. When you, when you speak about nursing, it's true, don't you think, really? Um, when, when, you, when we talk about nursing, and nursing is just like such a huge, um, um, description of what you could be when you talk. When we talk about nursing specifically as it relates to you, what are your areas of expertise? Uh, I have many areas of expertise, but I like to go back to who inspired me, and I want to say a little bit about destiny. Destiny. Okay. Destiny is so important when finding your destiny. You have to know that those people in your path are so imperative that they are the ones creating your destiny. So when you say that these people are in the forefront of my mind, they have to be because they are the creators of my destiny. And uh, I encourage the listeners that you have to be cautious about who you choose to be in your pathway because those people are creating your future. 
so yes. I just wanted to say that. And then talking about my expertise, Marsha, I've been in the mm-hmm. game for over 23 years, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, 23 mm-hmm. years on a career path that I did not choose at all, that I never thought that I would become a registered nurse. But I started at Kaiser Permanente as a new graduate, and I worked in their medical surgical area. And for those of you who who might be listening that don't know what that is, uh, med surge, that's what we call it, is is where we're working with patients with conditions like diabetes or you may have cellulitis or something with a lower acuity. And let me explain what acuity means. Acuity basically is a level of care that is needed to safely take care of a patient. It's the intensity of nursing care required by for a patient. It's another way of saying it. So mm-hmm. medical surge or med surge is inpatient, you're in-house, and you have a lower acuity where you may have one nurse to every five patients. And then I also worked in the tele unit. It's called tele. And that's a, an area, it's a higher acuity where you would need closer monitoring. So you may be on a heart, um, a heart monitor. Uh, those are for people mm-hmm. that are having possible heart attacks or had a heart attack. You might have uncontrolled diabetes, um, things like that, and you may have a one-to-four ratio, one nurse to four patients. And then there's your intensive care unit, the ICU, where you would be inpatient with maybe a head trauma. Uh, You might have an uncontrolled blood pressure. You may have to be on a drip of some sort. You may be on a ventilator, and these patients are severely compromised. So you may be one-to-one nurse or one-to-two nurse, two, two mm-hmm. nurses. I've also worked uh, as a travel nurse, which is very exciting for you young, mm-hmm. upcoming nurses that want lots of excitement. You can travel basically all over the world as a registered nurse. Uh, I've worked in urgent care, labor and delivery, uh, I've tried family medicine, internal medicine, and I've also worked from home as an advice nurse on the phone. So as you can see, there are many specialties with one nursing degree, I believe over 80 specialties, and it's a very exciting and lucrative career in which you can structure your personality to the work that you want to do. So if you love elderly people, you work in geriatrics. If you like to work with people uh, with bipolar disorders or anything like that, if that excites you, you can work in psych. So nursing affords you the ability to choose the career path that you want. Wow, that's, that's, that was really well said. And with all of that experience that you have behind you, you started a nonprofit, didn't you? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I did. I started the nonprofit. Yes. You go right ahead. It's called it's called the Nurses Pub, correct? That is correct. And the so Nurses Pub, actually, that. I stuck. Yeah. The Nurses Pub. I'm sorry to cut you off, Marcia. I'm sorry. I'm uh-huh. so excited. But I the know. Nurses Pub is is a nonprofit organization. <laughs> that actually uh, it started years ago, but we've just uh, formed a nonprofit within this year. We're a 5013C organization in which we're tax exempt. And the purpose of the Nurses Pub is to promote nursing careers to people that are interested in becoming uh, registered nurses. 
we offer seminars, we have workshops, we have books, we have T-shirts, anything that would stimulate motivation to pursue or complete your nursing career, we have it. Uh, we also have get, uh, mentorship. We uh, stress mentorship highly at the Nurses Pub. And the pub is just somewhere that you come to get nourished, you come to get energized, you come to uh, eat nursing, basically. So mm-hmm, it's where mm-hmm. you're, getting, you're getting your 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 formula, your nutrients. So uh, that's why we call it the Nurses Pub. That's, that's, that's very clever, I must say. What is what is your vision? I'm sure every 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 organization, every nonprofit, um, all has a vision, and I would like to hear what your vision is for your the nurses pub. Well, Marcia, my vision is to be a change agent for nurses around the world. Uh, to say, I want nurses to be able to say, I can finish school against all odds. I want nursing students to say that. I want nursing students to say, I can make a difference in health care, and I will make a difference in my community for others. So basically, my vision is to build a nursing community worldwide. Nice. And and we started that process, actually, um, with our future 100K outreach. We're going to talk about that. Um, and if you'd like, we can talk about that now, or we can talk about your book. What would you like to do? I'm going to give you that. <laughs> we can talk about that now. <laughs> okay, let's, on the let's talk about that now, and then we'll come back to the book. So you mentioned that you have this um, future 100,000 or 100K campaign. So what exactly is that? Well, I'm so excited, Marcia, about this campaign. I started well, yeah. in 2014. Yeah, I'm very excited. In 2014, mm-hmm. a friend of mine said, uh, Mona, you should start this outreach campaign because there's so many students and colleagues that are asking you, how do you become a nurse and what do you do and all of these kind of things. And so in 2014, uh, it came to me, a single mom going through nursing school, I felt the importance of targeting future nurses and underserved single moms, as such as myself. And I thought, mm-hmm. man, I would love to reach 100,000 future nurses all around the globe. So I started this outreach uh, actually through social media. It's becoming more prevalent. And uh, I started it globally to reach Nairobi, Kenya, Ghana, the Philippines. I've reached so many people that are transforming into registered nurses. For example, Kenneth and Nairobi. Can I give shout outs right now? Oh, absolutely. So shout out to Kenneth. Kenneth is in Nairobi, Kenya. And actually uh Kenneth finished his uh his uh clinical rotation. He is now a surgical nurse. I have Philippa and Della in Ghana, and they are active nursing students. And I'd also like to give a shout-out to Michelle in the Philippines and others in Jamaica that are now transforming from student to nurse based upon this future 100K outreach and through our social media activity. Wow. Isn't that exciting? I mean, have, have you traveled to any of these places? 
Marsha, I have not traveled, but I will be going to Ghana next year. But it's the impact of social media, in particular Facebook, is where I've met all of my friends from all over the country, all over the globe, that are interested in becoming registered nurses. And my, my line is that nursing is a culture that is all over the world. From all over the world, the hmm. nursing is basically the same. It's just another language, possibly, but patients, you've got the same medication, the same I, treatment. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? I do. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh-huh. Yes. And um, I'm just very elated to be able to find friends all over the country, and they are sending me pictures, they're sending me videos, uh, and just a great connection to have. So I think I will be able to reach the 100,000 students globally in the near future. Oh, that's that's just that's phenomenal. What do you what do you need to help influence that campaign? What we need is a strong media support. Uh we need a uh support system from our fellow colleagues such as the nursing schools and the deans that are at the schools and a platform for awareness such as what we're doing right now uh, is Mm -hmm. what we need to help build this future 100K campaign. And we're doing it. We are actually doing it with our press releases. Uh, We're actively on social media and connecting with the students out all across the world just to get this campaign going. It is really the beauty. You know, so, so often people talk about, the negative of social media, but in reality, I prefer to see the positive side of life. A cup is half full, and I think it's wonderful um, that you have these opportunities. In fact, I just want to say this right now, and we'll say it again during the show, but there's you have a couple of websites, and I would like people to know about them. So one is the Nurses, that's N-U-R-S-E-S, the Nurses Pub, P-U-B dot org, and then we're going to be talking about a big event um, a little later into the show. And there's that's also on the nursespub.com. But what I'd like to go back to, because I think that this is another outstanding feature and another aspect of who you are, and that is the book that you wrote. Because you wrote a book, and I, I would love for you to share that information. And well, the, the name of your I- book. Yes, Marsha. The book that I wrote is Mm -hmm. called uh, Surviving the Journey as Painlessly as Possible. Uh, The first part of it, I apologize, is from student to nurse, Surviving the Journey Mm -hmm. as Painlessly as Possible. This book actually, Marsha, was written as a dare from a friend. Uh, My Uh friend said, I dare you to write a book as a dare, as a project, as Mm -hmm. something just to do. I was working at Kaiser Permanente, really. I was working in the clinic at Kaiser Permanente, and many of the receptionists, the uh, LVNs, the CNAs, they would approach me all day long asking me questions. How did you become a nurse? What, What if I don't like math? I'm a single mom. I'm a divorcee. How did you do it? What gave you the energy? What courses? And so I would you know, go and talk to my friend and I would say, hey, these people, they keep asking me all these questions. Why are they coming to me? Like there's other nurses. Why don't they go to them? And he goes, why don't you just write a book? And I'm like, write a book? Are you kidding me? So I Mm -hmm. wrote a book. (laughs) 
I actually published the book uh, at that time under the Nurses to Rock Publishing Company, uh, in which mm-hmm. I started at that time in 2007. Uh, it was a self-published book. Uh, the book publishing was easier than I thought, but at the same time it was harder because of the editing process. And anyone mm-hmm. out there writing a book, you have to be edited properly, maybe seven times, I would say. Well, this book, wow. I just wrote it. It was a dare. You know, I got mm-hmm. my uh, cover done by myself, and then I did the editing, and then I put the, and I wrote it. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to just send it, send this book to Barnes & Noble just to see what they oh. say, right? <laughs> sure. What, why not, right? So, why not? So I called New York, and I found out where to send my book. And I sent the book to New York, and I was amazed when I get this letter back saying, we would like to have your book in our stores. <laughs> I was oh, like, are you you're kidding going, what? Yeah. yeah, I'm going, what? Wow. I'm going, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Yeah. No, we want you to send us so many copies of your book, uh, and we want to have them in our stores. Well, the thing was, the challenge was, you have to have a national distributor for Barnes & Noble at that time. And um, so that was the second challenge. I said, okay, well, let me write and see if a distributor will take my book. <laughs> and I wrote the distributor, and I got this letter back. Yes, Miss Clayton, wow. we will take your book and send it here for distribution. What? This all just started as a dare. So, of course, wow. the book ended up born. Yeah, wow, it's crazy, right? <laughs> And uh, the book mm-hmm. ended up in Barnes & Noble. I took pictures of it on the shelf and on things like that. And, and that's how my book, and that's what I did. And that's how it happened. Pretty darn exciting, right? Pretty darn exciting. Uh, and and what, when did you write that? The book was actually written in 2007. And right now I'm working on a revision of it to upgrade it part two. And I've been working mm-hmm. on some other projects, such as a complimentary journal. It's uh, the survival set where you can purchase actually the book and a survival journal along with it. Because journaling is one of uh, those things that help, help patients and students emotionally to survive the journey. Because journaling is very effective. Other than talking to other people, you can write your ideas, your thoughts, your dreams into a journal and it's very effective for easing tension and anxiety and things like that. So that's why I thought about having this survival kit set, uh, you know, with the journal and the book. That's, that's you know what, frankly, I mean, I'm not going to be going to school to become a nurse, but I think journaling can be almost applied to just about anything any of us do if we want to stay somewhat focused. And sometimes you can look back at a journal and go, wow, that was really a big obstacle four mm-hmm. months ago, three weeks ago. And then you come mm-hmm. back and you're going, and I overcame it. I, I, I got yes. past it or I'm still struggling with it. Maybe I need to find a different way to work around this obstacle. But I, I, I love that idea. Yes. You, when people, and, and, I and think Marcia, it's fabulous. And Mar- Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing, I'm sorry. But one thing when you're in nursing no. school, that's one thing that you will that a nurse nursing student will encounter. You'll have so many people telling you what you can't do, what you should do. Uh, you may not pass your test. You don't want to go to 
your boyfriend who may tell you, hey, maybe it's too hard for you, which happened to me at the time, just to let you know. I was dating someone at mm-hmm. that time, and I pa- I didn't pass a, pass one of my courses, and I was just like so just out of control, crying and everything. And actually he told mm-hmm. me, well, maybe it's, maybe it's too hard for you. But thank God for my Aunt Daisy. My Aunt Daisy, who's <laughs> about like four feet two, she actually put <laughs> her fist in my throat. <laughs> she took her fist <laughs> and she said, are you crazy? You've come too far. You are not going to give up. You will pass. It's not too hard for you. You just need to get rid of your boyfriend. <laughs> and so, I, yeah, my Aunt Daisy, you have to meet her. And so listening oh, to my Aunt Daisy, which was, she's another one of my inspirations that I did not, that I did not mention, but she put me back in the game and she told me you can, you will, and you better, you know? So because of her and because of the journaling, I was able to, instead of going to people that may not say the right things to you at that right time, you can actually journal and read back and look back at where you used to be and just think how far you've come. No kidding. So for people that are listening right now, why why do you recommend nursing as a profession? What is it about this profession that you would like to recommend to those that are listening? Well, becoming a nurse has done so many things for me, so many great things in terms of my personal life and my professional life. But I feel strongly that it, number one uh, is because you won't have a job anymore. You'll have a profession. So your mentality will change in terms of your lifestyle and how you think about it. Uh, a lot of people, you know, say, hey, you're looking for your nurse. And I'm like, no, job, being a nurse is not a job. It's a profession. We are mm-hmm. educated and we are not job seekers. We're looking for that next profession. Another reason uh, I love nursing is because we are leaders in the community and we have the power to make changes in policies and the environment. So we're a strong workforce and people, actually nurses are regarded as cops in, on the honesty profile and people that look at us as, and admire us for what we do. So we're hiring as a nurse. Uh-oh. I okay. Diversity. Now, with nursing, you know, we have the ability to change our profession from month to month, year to year, whenever. You know, for example, if I'm working, say, for instance, with children, but maybe I want to take another challenge and work with children in ICU, or I want to work with elderly patients in ICU, or I want to work in psych or labor and delivery, I have the ability, the autonomy to change when I want to based upon having a registered nurse's license. So that's another thing. I love the diversity. Um, Mind you, I just want to say that nursing is not for everyone. Uh, Nurses, Mm -hmm. as a nurse, you will need strong, the strong ability to think critically, very strong people skills. You have to be diverse in knowing what to do, when to do, very versed in you know, reacting to emergency situations. And so I just want to say that although nursing is available, you have to take a check. Just check yourself before you think about nursing and see if some of those qualities are what you have in order to become a nursing professional. 
That, that's that's really because it, it is demanding, isn't it? We're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute about what it takes to become a nurse. But I know that one of the things that you do because I I know I know things about you, so I I know what to ask you. And oh, that is you do. that you <laughs> yeah I do. Didn't we just have lunch? Um, oh yeah. I would I'd, I'd like it was great. Um, it was. Uh, I would like to hear about your seminars and the impact that that they have had on your future nurses because you you have done quite a few seminars, haven't you? Yes, I have, Marcia. Uh, in fact, I started these seminars in 2007, and at okay. that time, I had the vision to provide seminars for students because, again, from the interest of my coworkers at Kaiser Permanente. And they wanted to know all about becoming nurses. And so I was so intrigued by just doing everything to help my, you know, the people that were interested in, in nursing. Uh, even some of the patients would come up to me and ask me, how did you become a nurse? And I don't know, it was just something about me. They wanted to talk about nursing. So when I first gave my initial seminar, and I was privileged to have it at the Hilton Hotel, I had so many okay. grand thoughts of, man, this seminar is going to be off the chain. It's going to be nice. You know what off the chain means, right? Uh, yes, I do. It was, going to be, <laughs> it was going to be incredible. And so I had this seminar, and I was so disappointed uh, oh. that only three people, three people showed up. <gasps> only one person oh. from Kaiser Permanente came. I had this huge... Uh, auditorium at the Hilton that I was privileged to be able to rent. I had food. I had coffee. I had this dynamic group of panelists. I had a panelist from every culture, every creed, every background on this panel, and it was it was amazing. I had one exhibitor there, and that exhibitor was the owners of Christina's Uniform in Bellflower, California. And they were there to support me, and I was going to give up. I I just said, I will never, ever do this again. I was devastated, just totally devastated. But what happened, and, and again, with destiny and the people that you have pushing you, the owner of Christina's pool, actually in tears, he pulled me aside mm-hmm. and he said, he put his finger in my face and he said, Mona, you are not giving up on this vision. This seminar that you put together was worth at least $100 a person. It was phenomenal. It was fantastic. It was well-planned. Your panelist was amazing, and you are not going to give up. And he put his finger, and he was actually four feet something, too. I don't know. It's about the four feet something <laughs> people. Oh, my goodness. But he and his wife, they came up to me, and his wife held my hand, and she said, Mona. This is what I want you to do. I want you to plan another one. I want you to have another event in Cerritos. I know people there. I will support you. We will come back. We will be your sponsor, and you're going to have a great event. So it took me years, Marsha, actually years, Hmm. because I said I'm never going to do business again. I'm not going to sell a book. I'm not going. I've let my book sit for years. It just sat there. I didn't do anything. I was just mm-hmm. that devastated by nobody showing up at this seminar. And then what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to keep Cerritos in my background, but I'm going to hit the inner cities. 
So I started in Inglewood, and I was fortunate to have one in Inglewood, California, at the library, and it was packed out. I had everybody there, and I had a, I had, uh, they had given me a mayor's a recognition award, and it was really amazing. And then I went from there, I went back to Carson, and then I went back to Hawthorne, and I just started giving smaller events, and people were coming, and they were successful. And then finally, I got the courage to go back to Cerritos. And I said, I'm going to book it at the Cerritos Library. Have you ever been to the Cerritos Library? I haven't, Marcia. No. Oh, my gosh. That venue is so amazing. I was able mm. to have my event planned at the Cerritos Library, just as Christina's uniform had informed me. So I was so excited. I went back to Chris, Christina and her husband, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to give this seminar you said you were going to support me. This is going to be big. What can what can we do? And they're like, Mona, you have tickets. Give me your tickets. Give me your flyers. Put them up in my shop. We're going to do this. So I had the Cerritos event. It was well planned. I had dynamic dynamic panelists, and it was filled. It was filled with people, oh, filled with man. students, filled with. I had over twenty exhibitors. Christina's uniform, they were there sitting in the middle, smiling. I have pictures of them. And they just said, Mona, this was well done. Thank you for doing this. I'm glad you listened. And I didn't give up. So I'm glad I didn't give up. And now we're here, fast forward to uh, 2018. And now I've been getting sponsors for events. I was sponsored for uh, an event at University of Phoenix, my alumni, uh, and mm-hmm. that was at their La Palma campus, <clears throat> excuse me, and I had many exhibitors there. Um, that was successful. And now I'm at National University at the LAX campus, and I met Jessica Gladney at our – actually, we had an event at Watts, Walking Red Carpets. So in Watts, California, the Housing Authority actually sponsored that event for us, and I made it into a red carpet event for the housing authority and the people that are in the community. Uh, John King was the uh, professional over the entire event, and he orchestrated me having it there, and it was very successful. We had the red carpet. We had food. Uh, we had a lot of the underserved community come over and see about nursing careers, and that was amazing as well. And now, uh, again, fast forward, that's where I met Jessica Gladney there, and she agreed to help me with the National University, which will be held on November 13th from 5 to 9 at the LAX campus. I know. I know a little bit about that because, because when, we talk, when I talk about conversations plus connections equals community, this is a prime example. When you called me about, I don't know, three weeks ago or so, and I was feeling kind of low at the time. I was just kind of just feeling disappointed about things. And you called me and you said, Marsha, I'm doing this <laughs> event on November the 13th at the National <laughs> University right over here by, by the airport area, and I would like you to emcee it. I'd like you to be the master of ceremonies. And it's like, what? Come on, Mona, are you serious? And you said, yeah, I'm serious about this because (laughs) you're the first person I thought of. And I went, well, I'm not going to say no to that. 
what an incredible opportunity you have provided me. It's a growth. It's a growth opportunity for me, Mona. I'm, you know, I can talk to the wind. There, there is no doubt that I'm not intimidated to talk to people, but I've never been true. on a on a stage like this. I have been, in fact, Mallory and I, our friend Mallory um, from Toastmasters, and she said to say hi. By the way, so hi to Mallory. We hi, went Mallory. and saw you at yes, we saw you as a panelist and supported you when you were um, at downtown Los Angeles about a year ago. And now here you are. You're the person that's putting on this seminar, and you have quite the lineup, and I would love for you to just tell the listeners a little bit about what they can expect should they, and who should come to this. So let's talk a little bit about this seminar. Well, at first, uh, well, first, Marsha, I would like to thank you for jumping aboard mm-hmm. and seeing the vision by your service as our Master of Ceremonies. So that's just well, an added you. extra to what we're going to have on November 13th. But um, this seminar is going to be actually very unique um, that we're adding an extra com- component to this, which is for the pre-med students as well. But this seminar is to showcase the best in the nursing world. We're going to have academic support, and we're going to uh, teach seasoned nurses, nursing students, medical students, anyone that is interested in becoming a part of the healthcare community. We're going to show them how to keep their stress levels in check. And with the diversity of the panel, I have Marsha, let me tell you, I, I feel oh, just I so embarrassed to talk about the people no, that are coming to speak to us on November 13th. Well, first, we have the phenomenal Lori Robertson. Lori is yep. the owner of Skin Perfect Medical in Brea, California. Now, this woman, this nurse, is phenomenal. What hasn't Lori done? I mean, Lori has been, um, she actually is a National and Southern California Aesthetic Nurse of the Year. Uh, she's been a deputy sheriff, uh, and also she specialized in mountain rescue and underwater diving. She's been in ICU. <laughs> she's been in emergency room. She's an injection expert. And Lori will be our special guest speaker. You do not want to miss what Lori Robertson has to say. She is a family nurse practitioner. And also what's interesting is that she has won four national championships with Sports Car Club of America. So Lori will talk to you about how stress affects your facial, fe- your facial features and how to look your best in stressful situations and how to handle stressful situations during working in the workplace. Now, now my next I just I'm just embarrassed to talk about this. It's so exciting. I, I, I can't, you're going to talk about Donovan now? Donovan Roy. Donovan Roy. Yes. He is the director oh of God. academic support services for the USC Keck School of Medicine. I mean, come on, talking about fight on, right? He mm-hmm. has a method where he shows med students how to pass their boards with a 100 passing rate. And he's coming to National University on November 13th to teach our 
pre-nursing and nursing students and professionals how to pass the test at 100%. He uh, used to be a dominating offensive lineman, and he's won American titles in football. He's amazing. So this gentleman is coming to talk to us on November 13th. And this we have the wonderful Sandra Villarilla. I hope I didn't mess up her name. Uh, Sandra, (laughs) she's part of your panel, right? Now, Sandra Sandra is one of our panelists, yes. And Mm -hmm. Mr. Donovan Roy will be one of our speakers. And let me slow down. Mm -hmm. See, I'm getting so excited. I'm just, like, really wound up here. I know. But it's exciting. You should be, too. Yes, Yes, actually, it is. Well, Sandra is the president-elect for the L.A. chapter of the Hispanic Nursing Association. And anybody out there that's looking for free money, you better talk to her because she's in charge of the money. (laughs) She will be talking about scholarships, not only for Hispanic students, but all across the board. They don't discriminate. So come and talk to Sandra. Learn about what she does. Uh, Sandra is also a professional at Kaiser Permanente. She uh, is a home health case manager, and then she's doing care case manager at Kaiser Permanente, and she has worked with many specialties all across the board in nursing. So you want to come meet Sandra. And then I have the dynamic David. You? David. David, David, David. David used to be a portfolio manager for city securities, and he also worked as an um, industrial management engineer and chemical engineer. He's a Young Men Award winners, and David will be there to talk about his transition from engineering to nursing and how he did that. He's very intriguing. And then we have Miss Tiara Hammond. And Tiara will talk about her transition from being homeless to becoming Hmm. a goodwill spokesperson to becoming a registered nurse. So you want to hear Tiara's testimony. She will be a, a panelist as well. And I hope I said everyone's names correctly. <laughs> Me too, because name. I'm taking these. Since I'm going to have to introduce them, I want to say them correctly as well. But what you, but what you have done, is you have outlined for those that are able, because you know this is an internet show. It's a podcast. There are people that are listening to this that w- won't be able to join us, but that's okay because I'm sure you'll be having a lot of information on social media regarding this that they can read about and learn about. So I think that it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful, and I know that we had talked because you're also interested in encouraging some of the local high school students that might be interested in a nursing career. So we've talked to my alma mater, Westchester High School, mm-hmm. and I and I presented this at the Chamber Education Committee for those local schools that might have students interested in, in attending. So I think that we have done a really good job and letting people know that um, this is a great opportunity for them. But I I would like to just um, ask another couple of questions because this hour will just blow by and was like, oh, my gosh, we have so much more to say. You had mentioned, because you are an expert in this field, um, how how does one become a registered nurse? I I would, is it a four-year program? Is it? What, how, do, how long does it take to become a registered nurse? 
Uh, yes, that's a good question, Marsha. And I would like to just uh, double back on a little bit about the seminar for one moment. I just want to make sure, sure that people know that the seminar will teach you how to manage stress during the test. So a lot of people have test anxiety, and a lot of people mm-hmm. are not passing the test the first time because of test anxiety. So they'll be getting that critical component of this seminar. So I encourage those that are interested uh, in learning how to pass the test to come. And back to how I became a registered nurse uh, and how to become a registered nurse, what I would suggest for everyone listening today is to, once you decide that you want to become a registered nurse, you want to seek counseling at your nearest school. So for those high school Mm. students, and we do encourage the high school seniors who are interested in becoming registered nurses to come to this seminar, just as you said, Marsha, Westchester High, Inglewood High, those are the nearest uh, high schools. But any high school, please, high school seniors that are interested, please come because you're going to need to have a mentor. Mentors are critical in this process to determine, you know, what courses you want to take, what you should do. Uh, Also, you want to start and determine if you would like to go to a junior college or community college, which is uh, best if you're looking at uh, economics because you can take your prerequisites, and that's what you're going to have to do. Take your prerequisites, which are your anatomy, physiology, your micro, your um, your math, English. Things, those are, the, are your prerequisites that you have to take before applying to the nursing program. So once mm-hmm. you decide if you want to go to a or attend a uh, community college or a university, you will have to apply to that nursing program for admittance or to be admitted to that program itself. That program itself will be an additional either two years if you're getting uh, an associate degree or it will be an additional four to six years if you're going into a community college. Now, what they recommend for today's nurse is to have a bachelor's degree or master's degree. So you're looking at at least six years of education for your master's program. Your master's program allows you to bridge into what's called advanced practice, which that's where you get your nurse practitioner, your clinical nurse educator, and those types of positions in which uh, you can actually go up to the Ph.D. level if you like. Mhm. That's, that's I. You know, it's interesting. Uh, there's probably a lot of people that are listening that will will be thinking, "Gosh, you know, that's exactly what my mom did. That's exactly what my sister. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what my daughter mm-hmm. did." And I mentioned yeah, and- um, that in a gender, and I think it's really important to also um, mention at this time. While back in the day, when I was going to school, and I'm older than you. Um, and women were going to college, there were kind of just a couple of occupations that women studied. They either became nurses or they became teachers. And in reality, men are definitely joining the nursing profession. Is that correct? Oh, my gosh. Men, it's kind of scary. They look like they're beginning to kind of dominate it a little bit. Um, There are excellent nurses, and and don't feel intimidated if you're a male and you want to become a nurse. And that's one part of my book that I talk about in the From Student to Nurse, Surviving the Journey. I talk about the survival in terms of uh, being a nurse, a male nurse, and uh, how the stigma of being a nurse is not so anymore, uh, and how uh, nursing, the profession is changing. It's changing. Uh, The complexion is changing in terms of the gender 
and uh, nurses are well welcomed in our nursing profession. And going back to the uh, how to become a nurse, I forgot to mention that you have to take a state board examination. So after you finish, and I'm sorry for changing back and forth, Marcia, but I want to okay, kind of get everything in. Is yes. you okay with that? Okay. Okay. Oh, so going back to after you're finished with your nursing program and you you're you're finished and you complete all of those courses. Uh, then you're going to take a state board examination. And that that test is critical because then that says that you're deemed a safe practitioner and that you can practice as a nursing professional. So that's mm-hmm. another component of becoming a registered nurse. That's 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 very important. Uh you you we talked a little bit you, you mentioned um and I think that this will probably come up too, you mentioned the importance of journaling um do you do you have any do you have one or two other tips that you would that you would recommend to somebody considering this field? I would think my main point and my main tip would be to say to that person, don't ever give up. Know that you will survive the journey. And there may be bumps in the path, but don't give up. Another mm-hmm. thing I would say would be to ask questions. When you are practicing and you're in school, don't be intimidated by the nursing instructor because that's what they're there for to help you to survive. So you want to ask the why of everything that you do once you're a nursing student. Why am I giving this medication? Why am I not giving this medication? Why am I turning this patient this way? You want to know the whys of everything. And the last thing I want to say is that nursing is not a job, it's a profession, and to act accordingly. I think that that, you mentioned that at the top of the show, and I hadn't really thought about that, but I do, because we know as Toastmasters that words matter, and just the difference of the sound of I have a job as opposed to I have a profession really sounds right. different, doesn't it? Doesn't there's a, there's it? Yes. a different sense to it. Most definitely. And I'm not, not to say that there's anything wrong with having a job. I mean, there's, there's right. not to say that there's anything wrong with having a job. But I think that what you have pointed out so beautifully today is that nursing is a profession that requires a great deal of education. It doesn't have to stop at your bachelor's degree. It doesn't have to stop at your master's degree. I have several friends that have family members that are, uh, what, are they, uh, what do you call them, um, the nurses, nurse practitioners, M- MPs. Oftentimes it's the MP that we see when we go to the doctor. And the other thing I want to say just from a personal level, having had family members in the hospital, I'm thinking about my parents in, in particular, and how vitally important they were when you're the nervous family member and in your in your father is in pain or your mother you don't understand is she conscious is she unconscious is is that a coma what is that the doctor's not Mm -hmm. there that's not to deflate the need of the doctor but that nurse is your advocate my mom looks like she's in pain my dad looks like he's in pain he's not able to speak for himself or maybe he is what can you do? And the next thing you know, and you talked about that term at the beginning of the show, where maybe it is a one-on-one or a one-on-two, you've got a critically ill family member, somebody was in a car accident, whatever the circumstances, you go to the nurse when they're in the hospital. 
You don't go to yes. you don't say, well, gee, I hope I can, hope I can catch up with the doctor. The nurse is going to tell you. The doctor will be doing rounds, and if you want to speak with the doctor, you can see him or her at this time of day. But but it's I don't know I I have such respect, Mona, for your profession and what you're doing actually to encourage others to seek this um, uh, profession as well. And it came, I, you used the word more than once today, and I think it's, it's a really important word, and you used the word destiny. We don't always mm-hmm. know what that path is for us. I certainly didn't see myself being a podcaster nine years ago, my life, when my life turned upside down when my husband just instantly passed away at a hospital. You know, I, mm. I didn't know that when we drove to the Staples Center, he wasn't going to be driving home that night. So when we don't know exactly sometimes what our destiny is, but then maybe somebody else puts us in a path, which is what's happened with me, which is how I ended up where I am today. We just don't know. But for the young people out there that are choosing their pathway, why not consider nursing as a way of contributing to society, whether you live in the U.S., I know you're going to tag your friends in Ghana, whether you live in the U.S. or you're a nursing student in another country. Imagine what an influencer you can be when you choose this as a profession. It's just, it's fabulous. And I I want to just say one other thing because suddenly we'll be out of time. It's like, oh, darn. I do think it's really impressive, all of the awards that you've received. And people can visit your page and really just read about who you are and and what you've done, but this last award that you received from the University of Phoenix, you you that's that's an impressive award. And go ahead and, and take the horn out and toot it. Tell people what that award was all about, Mona. Well, I was voted or nominated for the Leadership Impact Award, and there were three nominees. And uh, it was just amazing to be nominated with the other two individuals, but it was for community uh, community engagement. So um, mm-hmm. I just I didn't expect to get the award or be nominated. It was just nominated. I I just uh, felt that it was an honor for Phoenix to to nominate me for this, this grand award. And I was very pleased to be there. And one thing about university of Phoenix, they've been a great, uh, a great mentor for me in terms of my business and they've been there and they've been promoting me very well. So I'm so fortunate to be an, a, an alumni from uh, university of Phoenix. It's great. It's, it's, uh, one it's, other thing it's, it's and, and another thing you mentioned, yes, you mentioned the awards. If they want to know about the other awards, because I don't like to brag on myself. I feel <laughs> like I'm kind of bragging a little bit. So oh, if they God, want to go to pride. my website at www.nursemona.com, um, they can see all of my activities and awards that I've participated in uh, since I started the Nurses Pub organization. And you, and I, I want to also just, and, and it's it, my all of my shows are featured on my website and I would like to direct people to my website which is the born to talk radio show.com that is where all of my shows are are promoted 
that's where I'll be promoting the link when the show is over and people that missed our live show can go to their favorite podcast, whether they listen on iTunes or Google Play or Blog Talk or Stitcher or TuneIn. They're listed everywhere. I would really like to encourage those of you that are are podcasters that love following podcasts, you could help me, and I would appreciate it if you would, to go to your mobile phone and and type in Born to Talk radio show on, on your iTunes podcast right there on your phone. You just have to subscribe. You don't have to put in a password or you don't have to remember anything. For those of you that have Androids, you can go to Google Play. You can go to podcasts. You can type Born to Talk radio show. And then all of those episodes will be listed and available for you when you easily subscribe. So if you're driving in a lot of traffic or you're walking your dog or you're on the treadmill and you want to listen to this show or my previous shows or my upcoming shows, because trust me, they keep coming. I, my shows are, are fortunately booked all the way through November, and I'm always interested in hearing from other people about what their stories are all about. And on my website, there's a contact page where you can contact me if you're interested in knowing more or perhaps you would like to be a guest. It is the beauty. You know, I loved looking at you and Lori when you were in the studio. There's something intimate about facing a guest, also having a little bit of music, and I loved having you there. The upside of podcasting is that you don't have to live in my hometown of Westchester to join me on my show. You really can live anywhere in the United States. I've had guests that have lived out of the country as well. So there's a wonderful opportunity if you have a story to share that I would love to be able to do that, much like what you and I have done today, Mona. And, you know, we talked about this and we had a great lunch last week and we were preparing and, and, and I just said, you know what? We know how to talk. We, we feed <laughs> off of each other's energy. And this was, this was of no surprise that this show would just fly by because here we are. We're a little past the, the top of the hour. And I just want to thank you so, so much, Mona, for, for joining me again. Maybe we'll make this an October yearly event where you can bring us up to date and maybe we'll have some statistics on how your seminars have brought additional people into the into the nurse, nursing profession. And I, I'm just so delighted that you were able to be a guest on my show today. Well, thank you, Marsha. I really appreciate you. And I can't wait to see you on November 13th or before then. But uh, thank you so yes. much for this wonderful opportunity to share my vision and what we're doing at the Nurses Pub. Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Have a great week, and I'll look forward to having my guest next week, Bahar Ansari, who is an attorney. And we're going to talk about uh, what attorneys do and the technology they do to have success in that profession. But until next week, I'm saying goodbye for now, everybody. Here's a little outgoing music for your listening pleasure. <laughs>